I told you. Whatever. <laughs> all right. Welcome back. To, uh, all right. What? what? Proceed. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Welcome back to The Watch List with Patty and Bill. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And also, don't forget to engage us on your social medias at symbol The Watch List Pod. How you doing, Patty? I'm good. How are you? You know, I'm doing okay. It was a little rough and tumble today because Chewy, our dog, was feeling under the weather. So I was all kinds of in a way Aww. today. Okay. And today being Saturday night when we record this show. So all day today I was sitting watching really shitty TV, not paying attention because I wanted to take care of Chewy all day. Mm-hmm. But he seems to be on the uptick, so it's okay. He's got sensitive belly issues and all that other sort of stuff. Aww, but, poor but anyway, yeah. Okay. But other than that, we you know, we're doing all right. Mm-hmm. You know, we watched stuff this week. Some Did of it you good. Watch any Korean dramas? I was going to today, I swear to God, and then Chewie got sick. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. I'm I'm not putting it off. I promise I'm not putting it off. Okay. Okay. I promise I'm not putting it off. Okay. Um, but I did watch something really brand spanking new. Oh yeah. And we will get back and we will get to the new Denzel Washington Rami Malik movie, The Little Things, later on in the podcast. Ooh. I know. Big old tease. Yeah. So why don't you kick us off? What did you watch this week? So uh, Dwight and I have been watching Servant on Apple TV Plus. Mm-hmm. It's in its second season, and it stars Lauren Ambrose, Toby Kebble, and Rupert Grint, who oh. you know, is Ron Weasley from Harry Potter. Okay. Um, and the series is about Lauren Ambrose, who is a TV reporter, a local news reporter. Uh, she has a baby. And six weeks after her 13-week-old baby dies, Hmm. they hire a nanny named Leanne. Now, the baby is actually a doll because Lauren Ambrose's character is so in a catatonic state and so upset about the baby's death. They give her a doll to, to try and fix her. So she believes this doll is her baby. So they get a nanny to try and help her through this stuff. Suddenly, the doll becomes a real baby. Oh. And this is when it gets really fucked up and weird. Wow. And now in the second season, it's it's starting to feel even more fucked up and weird. It's just, it gets more fucked up every episode. And I'm like, what? And these episodes, they're only a half an hour long. And season one has a total of 10 episodes. Okay. So it's not a whole lot of commitment if you really want to watch some fucked up shit. And obviously, it's fucked up shit because M. Night Shyamalan is the creator of this series. (laughs) M. Night. What's up, M. Night? Okay. Yeah. Servant, Apple TV Plus. Uh, I know Apple TV Plus is not the most popular platform. 
it's it's if you're in the fucked up shit then yeah this might be for you i don't know that i would say get apple tv plus just to watch this okay yeah well except for the morning show has there really been anything to make people go wow have to go get apple tv plus nothing has made me go wow we need to have apple tv plus okay and that, Dwight yeah. was going to completely cancel it. And they've extended his free year now from now until July. Wow. So they've given him another like six months or so. Yeah, that's that's the death knell. Yes, this uh, I got some info for later in the show. <gasps> Tease. Okay. Ooh, yeah. But that just that just doesn't bode well. But oh, I'm so I'm so hyped up now for your news. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, servant Apple TV Plus, it is fucked up, crazy as shit. And yes, I was like, I have to watch this next one because what the fuck is going on in this crazy ass shit? Mm-hmm. And it just keeps going with crazy ass. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> what the fuck am i looking at right but i don't know that i would tell you to get apple tv plus just to see it if you can get like a free subscription which is pretty easy with the the free year if you buy a new apple uh, device (laughs) if you if you need a new apple device make sure you get your free year of apple tv plus but yeah Okay. Or if you're in your free year and you're like, what the fuck is on here that I should watch? Go ahead and watch Servant. Okay. Well, at least that's better (laughs) than something that I watched on regular old broadcast TV. Oh. I went to NBC because I was very interested to see the new show, Mr. Mayor. I was kind of wondering about that, too, but I just, I don't know, didn't watch it well it stars ted danson and after the good place i was like really hyped up to see this show yeah me too you know immediately after the good place one season later like okay give me another comedy with ted danson let's go holly hunter is in it as well and ted danson oh yeah i like her too i just wish i liked them both in this um so he plays a rich, you know, really entitled guy in Los Angeles who runs and becomes mayor just because. And Holly Hunter is actually the the person who really cares about politics and wants to get things done and is sort of his nemesis, but not in this show. The show is written by Tina Fey, and I love Tina Fey. Don't get me wrong. And 30 Rock was actually pretty brilliant. But this is another wannabe 30 Rock. And it's trying to be 30 Rock and Parks and Rec, but in the mayor's office in Los Angeles. And I just didn't find it funny. You know, and maybe I've... I've heightened my threshold for comedy, especially given the pandemic and social unrest and all that. I need something to really knock my socks off to make me laugh. And all I was trying to do was just get through this episode. Mm. Just just the, the, the first episode. 
And I give anything its first episode, no matter how shit it is, because we watched Call Me Cat all the way through that first episode. Oh, and speaking of which, I actually watched the first episode of Miranda. Way Mm -hmm. more charming. Way more charming. It is so much better. So much more charming. She is so more relaxed and natural. That whole show is more relaxed and not so stiff and forced like Call Me Cat is. Almost like a PG version of Fleabag, kind of. Yeah, uh, that's exactly yeah. how I would describe it. Yeah. Yeah, but but that's Miranda, Mister mm-hmm. Mayor. You know what? I honestly think that if it makes it through its first season, which is a mid-season kind of thing, and it gets picked up for a second season, I just don't see it lasting. But whatever. Um, maybe it's for people who don't necessarily have all the streaming services that we do. Yeah, and they're yeah. looking for mild comedy. You could do worse, but you could certainly do better. But that's Mr. Mayor on NBC. Mm-hmm. I object. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was just doing there, but okay. The next one on my list is on Netflix. It's called Night Stalker, The Hunt for a Serial Killer. It mm-hmm. is a mini series on Netflix uh-huh. all about the 1980s crime spree serial killer that the media dubbed the night stalker Mm -hmm. Uh, back in July of, of 85 for two months, like LA and the surrounding area was just terrified as this guy killed, raped, robbed random uh, people, old people, young people, Men, women, children. He kidnapped a young girl and then released her after raping her. And it's this guy, like, it was indiscriminate. He didn't have any kind of specific MO like you hear about other serial killers where they just want women or blonde women or, you know, what have you. So they didn't know who his next victim would be. And he would kill at break into people's homes and kill like two or three people in a night. Oh, Cities, wow. Towns apart. Yeah. So this guy was violent. He was horrible. And the docu-series interviews uh, victims, the police officers, the investigators. They talked to the reporters who were following this case. And wow, it, it can, it's, kind of graphic too it shows some really pretty nasty crime scene photos and stuff oof Ew. oof but how many episodes is it i think there's only three I, I it's not a very long one at all it went by pretty quickly in one evening is it worth watching if you are into these kind of uh, documentary serial killer murderer shows Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would totally be into it. Okay. I do. I, I like those kinds of things. And honestly, the I knew nothing. I don't re- I remember hearing Night Stalker, but I didn't know what he did in particular. You know, I didn't know why he was so famous, so to speak. Uh and so watching this, I was like, oh, oh, I didn't know he did all this. Oh, oh throughout watching the mm-hmm. show. And how they caught him, that was really something, watching how they caught him. Interesting. Um, yeah. This happened in the 80s, so it's not like people don't know. 
But yeah. learning how they did it was like, wow. So we're just not going to say watch this The Night Stalker on Netflix and you'll find out really cool how they caught him. Really cool. Excellent. Yeah. And in and with 80s technology, not like, you know, 2020 technology. Exactly. Yeah, this is all 80s technology. I also watched a, a documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It is called Operation Odessa. And we came across this this movie uh, this past week because The Rock actually recommended it. Really? So, so if you if you follow The Rock on Instagram, he's actually really cool. He um, is. He's he is he's very cool. And one of the things that you find out about him was that he grew up in Miami and he heard stuff about the shady shit that goes on in Miami with drugs and all that. So he found this movie Operation Odessa, which is uh, it's an hour and 33 minutes. It's not a very long documentary at all. And it's about a a Russian mobster, a Cuban spy and a guy from Miami who set apart this scheme to buy a Cold War era submarine from the Soviets to run drugs from the Medellin drug cartel to Miami. They actually go about buying a submarine, a fucking submarine. (laughs) And it's, and it's, it is so wild that you just go, Oh my God, this shit actually happened. It, it, It is entertaining. It is one of those. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? Kind of movies, but it's really entertaining. And it's entertaining to see who the players were and how this all came about and just the whole geopolitical nature of the of the 80s like that, how all of that actually plays into the drug trade Mm. shit you don't even think about. So check it out. Operation Odessa on Netflix. Just really good. I will. I will look for that. Because that sounds really cool. The next thing, because Amazon Prime picked up The Expanse, and I started watching season four, and I felt so completely lost. Because I did see the previous seasons when it was on uh, sci-fi. And I was so lost. Like, I, how did they get here? I don't know what's going on. So (laughs) I started over because I needed to know what was going on. Well, now I'm all caught up, and now I have to wait until the next episode's released because Amazon's doing weekly releases. On Wednesdays, yep. Yeah. Yeah. This show is amazing. It is fucking awesome, and if you're not watching it, you're stupid. That's all (laughs) I'm going to say. This is an amazing, amazing show. It is Um, so well done. Disclaimer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the views expressed by Patty about the relative intelligence of our listeners is solely belonging to Patty. Oh. But if you do like sci-fi shit, the, the Expanse is amazing. Yeah, and it's not just the usual sci-fi shit with that you see where there's Star Trek and aliens and everybody loves everybody kind of crap. This is like political intrigue and armies and there's so much going on it's it's more it's a far richer well imagined intricate society yes with a caste system yeah yeah and and how all of that just comes into play when this really weird blue matter is discovered yeah yeah 
And the cast, too, is extremely diverse. Yes, which is one of the beautiful things about it. Yeah. Um, what, what strikes me, and I think we had this conversation before, is just the level of detail in that show. Yeah. It would be absolutely amazing to visit the set of The Expanse or just one of the sets of The Expanse mm -hmm. and go up to the set designer to say, okay, tell me the reason why in the background way over here, you have this panel that can actually open and it has instructions on the panel for how this ship would actually work. Yeah, there are there are there are so many details in this show and it looks the better the TV you have, the better this show will look to you. And if you've got a good sound system, too, it's going to sound awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. The better, yeah, at least a sound bar, if not a full kind of surround sound, because oh. they make very good use of all of it. The spaceship sounds, even the sound of space. Yeah. Even the vacuum of space almost has its own sound, and and it's it's wonderful. Yes, I absolutely agree about The Expanse. I, this, oh, I I can't say enough good things about The Expanse, and you really, really got to watch it. Yeah. Prime Video every Wednesday. Yes. Is a new episode. Yeah. And you, if you haven't seen any, you've got four seasons. And probably by the time you're done, season five will be done and you won't have to wait. Yeah. Probably. Unless you, unless, yeah, unless you take a good couple of weeks off and you blow through them all. Yeah. And each yeah, episode is about an hour. Just turn your brain on, though, because you do have to pay attention to what's being said, how things are happening. It's not just, you know, flashbang, boom, sci-fi. Yeah, and there's a lot of people, and you got to know who's who and how they relate to who and all that. That there's you, yeah. you got to. This is one you can't just have as background noise because you're yeah. not going to understand what's going on. You're going to be like me, starting up the new season and being what. What is this? Where? Well, how did they get here? And you're gonna have to start over. But a good springboard to that is something that you said you saw already, that we just picked up on a whim. It's also on Prime Video, and it's called Counterpart, and it stars Academy Award winner J.K. Simmons as a guy named Howard Silk, who is as gentle as can be. He is an office worker who has worked at this office of interchange for 30 years, but he works in such a secure building that he, that he literally has to turn over his cell phone and everything. When he goes into the building, he has to change clothes before he actually does his job. And he goes into this little booth at his job and he exchanges weird coded messages with somebody on the opposite side of the same booth. And then his job is done for the day. In the very first episode, you find out that his world, or what we think is our world, is actually part of a parallel world created during an experiment by East Germany. And so what they're doing at this company is exchanging messages to figure out how the other Earth works because there's a pandemic that's coming and it's and it's just so well done and and jk simmons meets his doppelganger who's the exact opposite he's the badass version of jk simmons 
And it reminded me of that old Star Trek Next Generation episode where Picard is stabbed in the heart and dies and <sighs> Q brings yeah. him back. But Q brings him back and he doesn't have the same vigor in him because he, he got stabbed in the heart. So he's a little gun shy about doing stuff. Well, and uh, how that uh, that's not exactly how things happen. Uh, Q, bring, uh, Q shows him what would happen if he didn't get stabbed. Oh, that's right. That's right. And and if he didn't get stabbed, how he wouldn't be the same go get him Picard. Mm -hmm. He would have been a really low level like Ensign trying to work his way up. But how you need that 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 some that badass in you to actually achieve something. Yeah, the risk and, taking. And this is sort of along the lines of that. It's either eight or ten episodes on Amazon Prime counterpart. Check it out. It's awesome. It was really good. I I don't know what channel it was on when it was airing, and that's why I didn't see the whole thing because I started it and then I lost where it was and couldn't find it again. Mm, okay. Well, it it's uh, we can't wait to watch the next episode, which will probably be at some point tomorrow, uh, being Sunday. Or yesterday, depending on when you <laughs> listen to this episode. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else? Well, the other thing I did was uh, after finishing and catching up on The Expanse and having finished all of my Korean dramas and having nothing else to watch, but not wanting to sleep yet because I wasn't tired, I went to Amazon Prime and found they have all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So I looked up oh, the musical cool. episode and I jumped in and watched the musical episode because that's so much fun. It is such a fun once episode. Once more with feeling. Yes, once more with feeling. Where do we go from here? And now I know. <laughs> I walked into the fire and got the musical episode. It wasn't until Laura sat me down maybe five or six years ago and and made me watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer and then Angel on top of that. Mm. And I was like, this show is amazing, except for season four where they talked about bad beer. But oh, um, yeah, beer bad is like the shittiest of all the episodes, quite honestly. Yeah, that, that's terrible. But they have episodes in there that will knock you on your ass. Oh, and I swear to yeah. you, I cried during the last episode absolutely shed a tear it was beautiful um but buffy the vampire slayer yeah it, it's a damn fine show i remember when it was like it was on the cover of my tv guide back back in the day when you got a tv guide with your newspaper and i was <laughs> thinking really this is gonna be a tv series uh, i wasn't yeah. gonna watch it but then nothing else is on and I watched it, and I really, really liked it. And so I kept watching it, and I watched the whole damn series as it was airing. And I watched all of Angel as well, but Angel isn't nearly as good as Buffy. Well, Angel is a dick. <laughs> well, there's that too. But there are some really good episode, uh, standalone episodes of Buffy. Uh, the one called yeah. The Body is damn good. The one called Hush is really, really good. Hush is creepy as fuck. It is creepy as fuck. But and honestly, if 
you could watch Hush without watching any other Buffy episode. Yeah, it's kind of like that episode of Doctor Who with the Weeping Angels, but it's not called the Weeping Angels. It's, it's called, called um, Blink. If you ever want to jump into some good sci-fi and and like kind of genre TV, Hush from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Blink, the episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah, if Excellent. you just want one standalone thing to watch, those two are really good. You don't need any of the history of anything else to just watch those. To just jump right in. Yeah, yeah good call. Yeah, so that was my late night thing that I needed to bring up because it's awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> All right, so brand spanking new. All right, everybody, I got premiere news for you. So this week, as part of Warner Brothers' thing with HBO Max to release all of their movies day and date with HBO Max for a month, uh, we actually watched just tonight the new movie called The Little Things, starring Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. It's on HBO Max until, I think, January the tw- or um, February the 26th. And... Uh, Denzel plays uh, a character named Deke who joins forces with Rami Malek to search for a serial killer who's terrorizing Los Angeles. And then once they narrow down on a suspect, you know, the wackiness ensues from there and it, it uncovers secrets from Deke's past or Denzel's past and blah, blah, blah. I'm making this movie sound way better than it actually is. Yeah, I was like, wow, that sounds like a really interesting movie, and I don't think I watched the same one you did. <laughs> you know <laughs> You know what? And I and I and I Laura and I were talking about the whole we this is a spoiler-free review. Mm-hmm. Trust me, people, when I tell you this. But Laura and I were talking about the ending of this movie because I had my theories about it. She had her theories about it. And to me, it is a cheap knockoff of the movie Seven. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. And it's got other things in there, too, like Zodiac. There are shades of Zodiac in there, The Silence of the Lambs. It's like somebody took those screenplays and kind of said, oh, I want to work with Denzel and Rami and Jared. It would have opened to mediocre box office and then it would have sank like a stone. Yeah. So it would have for two hours. Could you do worse? Yes. But if you really want to spend a good two hours, watch the movie Zodiac (laughs) with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Jake Gyllenhaal and Mark Ruffalo. Watch Silence of the Lambs the multiple Academy Award winner with Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster. And I hesitate to say this only because of Kevin Spacey, but Seven. And Seven is a brilliant movie that 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 son of a bitch Spacey actually steals. But um, those are way better versions of their own movie instead of the little things. Yeah. It definitely I, I, would not have been worth 30 bucks. Oh, so not worth $30. So not, not worth $30. Yeah. yeah I was, I don't know what I was doing, but uh, Dwight had started it up and I sat down to watch it 
And then he fell asleep and I kept watching. And then I started doing something. I didn't realize I had seen the end of the movie, but I turn, I did something and I come back and there's suddenly all new people on the screen. And I'm like, where did these people come from? Is this the same movie? He's like, no, that ended. And I'm like, how did it end? <laughs> I, 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 that ending was such an ending that I, I was like, what happened? Huh? And that was, and then I just dropped it because I was like, this movie isn't worth worrying about. So yeah. yeah, I, I saw the ending when Dwight was telling me what happened. I was like, oh, so I did see it. Well, how did I not realize that was the end of the friggin' movie? Yeah. It's just well, not a good movie. It's not a good movie. It tries so hard to be a very moody thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm just waiting for it to become awesome. <laughs> because Denzel is awesome. Rami Malek is what? awesome. Yeah, yeah. Jared Leto is awesome. Yeah. They wouldn't have won multiple Oscars between them if they weren't awesome. Yeah. And what happened? And, and what writing. happened? Poor writing. It, 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 exactly. You beat me by a second. It is about the writing and it was a shit script. And oh, I wow. think it, it, it feels to me that there was a better movie that someone changed. Oh, probably. Yeah. Well, and there are things that happen in the movie First of all, that take me out of the reality of the movie. You know, I, I could not suspend my disbelief for a couple of parts of this movie. Mm -hmm. But even putting those aside, I thought it was taking me down one path. And then all of a sudden that that shit took a right and my car kept skidding forward and I could just not keep going <laughs> mentally. And I'm like, all right, why would they do that? So the little things watch the movies that were the source material for this movie. You'll have a far better time. Yeah. Yeah. For real. All right. That's all I got this week. Ooh. So what's your news? So we got some news, news, news. There's an article on Yahoo finance about why Apple TV plus is still struggling while Peacock and Netflix subscribers soar. Okay. Comcast reported its earnings on Thursday, and they have gotten 33 million subscribers to Peacock since it started in July. Okay. This same article says that HBO Max now has nearly 40 million subscribers total. Decent and will continue to rise. Okay. Disney Plus has well over 86 million subscribers. A juggernaut, to be sure. And Netflix has over 203 million users worldwide. They started first. They are worldwide. Mm -hmm. There's not a different yeah. platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfectly understandable. Now, Apple TV Plus, this article doesn't tell me specifically how many subscribers they have, but it does say that they've got the issue, they have this problem where 62% of its subscribers signed up through a free promotional offer. Oh. Now, to compare, 16% of Disney Plus users got it through their promotion of the free year with Verizon. 
23% of HBO Max subscribers got that for free through a bundle with AT&T. So Apple TV Plus with 62 that's more than half of their subscribers aren't paying for it. Yeah. And as Dwight said, he was given a few extra months when when his year was up. Which does not bode well. If they're incentivizing you to please don't cancel us yet, just give us another chance. Mm-hmm. That's they're going to go the way of Quibi. And Peacock is now signed a deal with the WWE for wrestling. Yes, this article mentions that too, but I don't care, so I didn't bring it up. But that's huge. That is absolutely huge. Doesn't impress me in any way because I don't care about that. But also, Peacock, we also need to mention, does have a free tier. So we don't really know how many of that 33 million subscribers are actually paying for it. Yeah. And and some of those people also, um, there's the free tier for those who don't have Comcast, but those who do get the mid-level $5 tier for free. So we really have, you know, it's part of their Comcast thing. So we really have no idea who's actually paying for Peacock and who's not of that 33 million. True. But Mm -hmm. other than Netflix... You know, HBO um, has their thing with AT&T. Yeah, that's what I mentioned. HBO has their thing with AT&T. Disney has their thing with Verizon. Netflix is the only one that doesn't have a free thing. Right. Which is why I believe that Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO Max, and... um, Amazon. And Amazon, they're going to be really the ones that survive. Comcast will, because it's Comcast, I think that'll be around for a while. I think Peacock might be around for a while. But things like Apple TV+, Plus, even though Paramount+, Plus hasn't really launched yet, I don't think that's going to last. I think all of those are going to get folded into other streaming services. Yeah, yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Because, one, there's way too much content, and right now you need to know who broadcasts what way too much. It's not simple. No. You know, and then once you're on a platform, you could get lost for years on Netflix. You could get lost for years on other shit. Yeah, Amazon. I could be lost forever in Amazon world. So very much like HBO Max does with their little channel buttons. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you just want to watch DC stuff? Great. Hit that. And then you're in DC world. Disney Plus does the same thing. I think that's what we're going to get to. So whoever absorbs Paramount Plus eventually is going to have a little Paramount Plus button somewhere. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Apple TV Plus. We hardly knew ye also. Say hi to Quibi on your way out, too. Why don't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah. I thought it'd be. Interesting to hear how many subscribers the main guys have, which I I found it very interesting and wanted to share. It is. And I also have news thanks to Dave. Thank you, Dave. What's up, Dave? Cloverfield, Uh the movie, is getting a true and proper sequel. Oh. So did you see the original Cloverfield? Have you seen any of these Cloverfield movies? I have seen... At least two Cloverfield movies, which I think there are only two. There are three. 
There's Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and Paradox. Cloverfield Pla- Paradox. Did I see pa- I don't think I saw Paradox. Paradox is sort of a prequel. 10 Cloverfield Lane. I didn't even see the, the two sequels. I only saw the original Cloverfield. I saw the 10 Cloverfield Lane. Well, this one is is not going to be found footage. It's actually going to be a, a full, like, regularly shot movie and is actually going to, you know, be produced by J.J. Abrams and company, same as the original. So looking forward to that because Cloverfield, the first one, pretty damn good. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Gotta say, that one was pretty good. Yeah. But that's all I've got this week. And that's it. That's it. All right. Everybody, do me a favor. Log on to thewatchlistpod.com, click on that contact us button, or engage us on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod. Did you check out the little things this week? And if so, are you liking the fact that HBO Max is releasing all these theatrical movies at home still? I'm digging it. I'm actually very glad that I upped my subscription by $10 to my cell phone. Because now I'm feeling that all these movies were worth that over the course of this this year. Absolutely. I'm loving that. Yeah. So let us know what you're thinking about that. Let us know always what you're watching. And we appreciate you listening. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now we got to go find new stuff to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, everybody, it's actually harder than you think. <laughs> you know, because there's so much to watch and you don't want to pick crap. Yeah, well, I, but, I don't want us to have an entire episode of just crap. Yeah, although we save people doing it. We do save them, know, but so. I don't want to be... I just don't want us to hate everything. I want us to like at least one thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. Well, hopefully in this next week, we, we both find something worth watching. I hope so. I hope so, too. Well, everybody, take care. Continue to mask up. And uh, we will talk to you next time. Okay, Okay, bye. bye.